they're trash now uh for this season i think i think see i don't even like saying that i shouldn't even say that because no they're good no well no (laughs) this year has just been so weird for the majority of teams uh, let's talk about that because miami right now is home and people think that they are bubble frauds and what's your what's your view on that well see i think i don't think they're they're bubble frauds i think a lot of stuff happened to them uh trading i forgot who they traded for olenic right oladipo well they got oladipo yeah yeah that's that's who went in that's they lost some people from last year's team. They lost Olenek and they lost Jay Crowder. Was Jay Crowder yeah, on that no, team? Yeah, Jay Crowder left, though. I think he he left in free agency. But they um, lost them, is my point. So they mm-hmm. lost Jay and Olenek, but those were pieces last year that helped them. Huge pieces. Right? Huge, underrated pieces. Um, that that I think that, you know, you 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 trade Olenek, and I think, I forgot who else they traded for uh, for Oladipo. Um, uh, Derek, they didn't Derek want to Jones give up Tyler Hero. For James Harden. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. Um, so am I supposed to take them seriously? <laughs> I'm just, just trying to understand. I mean, I don't know. I mean, are people even going to want to go to the Heat when they know that, like, Pat Riley didn't want to trade Tyler Hero for... Um, James Harden because I feel like that actually puts a stain on like the great Pat as we know him and Pat Riley is like one of my favorite coaches obviously he was like Magic Johnson's coach but like you got to question the confidence of an org who like that was their decision making process and and I can even go one further because it wasn't even James just James Harden also Kyle Lowry they were like the Raps are asking too much for us to give up and so, yeah. and like, you don't think Kyle Lowry would have been helpful? Very much so. <laughs> Very much. So. No, I think I think they've they've missed some stuff. But I'll I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. Okay? okay. There are certain certain teams that are in position to trade for certain players that. When you look at them, it may it would it would make sense for them to trade for this player, that player. For example, Boston could have traded for Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Jimmy Butler, right? But Boston's not a free agent destination. We know that. I kind of disagree with that because you know, I that, wish players would go to Boston, but yeah, I'll Al Horford, who else? Al Horford, yeah, great. Like, Gordon a, Hayward. But these are B level stars. These are not. Oh come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, so I think you're you're They're saying not, in terms of you're saying in terms of like the James the actual Harden did not want to go. Stars. Yeah, no. The only one, the only one who did was KG, and we know Mikael helped out his boy Danny Ainge. But but he but wanted I'm to go. I'm glad it happened. Garnett wanted to go though. That's that's the thing. Like yeah, but he only wanted to go if Ray Allen was also going, and yeah. But that's it. Like since and Paul then, Pierce was there. <laughs> right but who else has wanted to go look i'm not saying it's a not boston i like it but they don't attract free agents the way an la team does or the heat i'll agree with that mere free agents i'll agree with that but i think i, think, and I think part of gordon hayward's appeal for boston was like his former coach right i mean would he have considered it if you know he wasn't there and i how think do you i feel think about the coach by the way 
Okay. Uh, okay. So let me. I I think I think he still would have gone. I think okay. he still would have gone. Um, mainly because of the team that they had there before. Before the actual trade, uh, uh, it was there. You had Jay Crowder. You had Bradley. I think I think those were and Al Horford was there. So those no were, one look. I love it, but no one was trying to play with that short man. Like they loved him, on, but like they weren't. I love him and I hate what happened to him. But no player was looking at him like, "Yup, that's my guy." You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that the, I'm I'm pretty sure that people had respect for him. That that, but and he wasn't the draw. I'll give you that. They have but respect for I him think, as a short guy doing his thing. They didn't have yeah. respect for him as like, ooh, they got IT on the other side, threat. <laughs> well, I think that I think that played into his into uh, his advantage though. I agree. Um, I feel bad for him. I wish that. Yeah. I feel bad for him. I think he'll be back in the league soon though. Um, but no, I, th- I think he. I think Hayward still would have gone. Uh, so I really don't like Miami had. Dwayne Wade at the time, I think. I forgot who else they had at that point. Hassan Whiteside, I think, at that point. But I don't, I don't think that was a big draw for him in Miami. Um, so not, not, gone. not a player. But what people like about Miami is the weather and the yeah, taxes, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, it's tax-free state. The weather's great, so I, I agree. Um, but okay, so you want to get into the coaching conversation? I do believe Brad Stevens is perfectly fine i don't think me too. me too i everyone see this this is the weird, me too. this is the weird thing three out of four years he's a great coach led his team to he's a great coach eastern conference finals yeah right you have a team that i think is also still feeling a little bit of the ramifications from Kyrie leaving yeah. okay. i said i'll tell you why because Horford ended up leaving prior to finding out that they were going to get Kimba. And Horford not being there has messed up. But they didn't want to pay him either. They didn't want to pay him as much as he as 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 Philly did, but he would have stayed had he known Kimba was going to be there. He regretted going to Philly. <laughs> well, yeah, because Philly's a yeah. Um he, he regretted going, but I think that. They're feeling that, and then and and then because of Kyrie leaving, you have Kimba in there, who is phenomenal talent, can't stay healthy though, and I think that because of that, the inconsistencies with all that is starting. You know, you're seeing that from from the last year and a half, how that's affected them. Um, I also think that if I'm just being honest like they lost to teams they probably should have lost to like there there wasn't a time that I looked and I said yep I got the Celtics coming out the east like I always looked and thought they were missing a few pieces and that's not on Brad Stevens if anything that's a failure on Danny Ainge's part I don't know why they didn't get those pieces but they didn't so you're talking about like the, the Jimmy Butler's of the world Whoever, just getting pieces to make like make the roster complete. And I also think at least early in the conversation, right? I don't think I think now people accept like Tatum is gonna be a superstar and he's turning into that. So you have your guy. But I think early there were still questions of is he really a superstar or is he like your second option, right? Because they were still trying to get Anthony Davis and they were still trying to get other people. That's the other one. 
And, and so anyway, my point is that there's no point in time that I looked at the team and said, they are the best team in the West. And they, I mean, in the East, and they underachieved, right? People looked at that year when they went seven with Braun and were like, oh, so then the next year they underachieved. No, they overachieved. They, and over, so, they overachieved by, by a lot because you, right. you, had, you had Kyrie gone, Hayward gone. That team was led by a rookie, Jason Tatum, uh, second year Brown, Marcus Smart, and Terry Rozier. Like yeah, and Al Horford. So it's it's it's. You think yeah. they should have kept Terry? Now yes. <laughs> now yes. I know Terry's um, like yeah, you bitches. I, is. better he than is. me. He is. <laughs> well, see, you know why though? Because so the year, the year prior to that, to 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 Rozier's last year, he did way too much, and so did Marcus Smart. They both did this thing where in transition, I mean, and you have the opportunities. You're you you have the advantage. They they were like a lot of times they were leading transition three on two or whatever. They would stop on the perimeter and shoot. Both Rogier and Smart would do this. They're stopping on the perimeter and shooting instead of driving into the lane. And I think that that hurt Rogier a lot. So when it came down to the decision of Kyrie's gone, do we build with Rozier? I think that played a huge factor into it because you're looking at him and you're saying he's developing. Do you have it? Now you have the opportunity to go to Kimba, who you know is developed. I think that's what I think that's what made them say, okay, let's just go ahead, let's get Kimba, and and see what what he and 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 these guys do, and like. I get it. it. It it made sense on paper. Kimba's got to go. I love Kimba. I I love. I don't Kimba. think anyone thinks Kimba should still be there anymore. I think everyone thinks that ship has sailed. But how much time does he have left on his contract? I think it's two more years, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I mean, um, he hasn't he hasn't done himself any favors. I don't know that many teams that are going to like want his contract. So that's going to be interesting. Um, well, teams that are rebuilding would. Teams are yeah, so you got. That's fair. But it, how much is he getting paid per year? I think he's a neighborhood like twenty five. Yeah, like twenty five or thirty. Somewhere I'm right. a rebuilding team. I want Kemba. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, See, I, mean, I, think, I just think fans, like including Golden State fans, like sell themselves on like what their players are. So it's like, yeah, take yeah. yeah. I love Andrew, but I still don't think that his contract is perceived as like. My bad. This year, 2020-2021 season, he's making 34. Yeah, like, no. Next year, he makes 36. The year after, he makes 37. Oh, y'all are not moving, Kevin. God dang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's got two more years after this year. So, uh, yeah, that's going to – I'll say like this. I think he – I think he'll get traded for, to a rebuilding team. So – but if they're rebuilding, why are they taking on that contract? Like teams that are rebuilding don't want to take on a lot of salary. Oh, a lot of them do. Like Brooklyn, for example. You remember that trade with Boston? They took on a they took on a hell of a lot. Of yeah, trade. but they uh, were getting called. They were contracts. getting Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Like what are you saying? Aged. That's not. That's not. That's not. 
That's not. And by the uh, way, my theory is that if Rajon Rondo would have been the point guard instead of that light skinned man over there in Brooklyn, um, that they would have still been playing well. Rajon Williams, yeah. I I I'm a. I agree believer. with that. I am a firm believer that Rajon Rondo extended their careers because that playoff season. The last one, what was that, 2012, the last year that Ray Allen was there? And they went to seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Heat. So mad they should have won that series because they should have had game two that got, like, stolen when Ron Joe scored 44 points. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, but, don't have Ronnie, please. But, um, <laughs> Ron did that game six. And so, anyway, um, that was painful to watch, but, um, but remember the story of that season was like how good Kevin Garnett looked like. Yes. He turned back the clock. Da, 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 da. That's all Rondo. Like, of course, Garnett is a great player, mm-hmm. but his ability to understand them, because you know, there's mad times he wants to like run the break and he's like, okay, got to slow it down for the, mm-hmm. like, I truly believe he extended their careers. And I, I, I think he's a, just a much there was a time when Darren Williams may have been considered the better point guard, not in my book, but he, Rondo is a much more high IQ guy player. I think that if he's their point guard, that Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce look a lot different. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, in Brooklyn. When's it was, um, Sean Livingston, the backup point, or was what point did he become the the main point guard? Was that after Kevin Garnett and Pierce left? I can't remember because Kevin Garnett stayed there for two years, right? Uh, Paul Pierce left after the first year and went to Washington, right? Yeah. So, but anyway, so um, yeah, I mean, Kemba ain't viewed like Kevin Garnett. And, and no, 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 no. But okay, here's a theory. I think. Let's say the Clippers lose the second round. In my eyes, I I think it's questionable as to whether Kawhi stays or goes. I think it's where is he gonna go? I don't know. I think it's questionable. I think he wanted to be in LA. He left a winning situation in Toronto because he wanted to be in LA. So where is he gonna go? Yeah. Because first of all, someone has to either have the the cap to sign him. Well, he'll be a free agent. So all right, yeah, but he's gonna demand a max contract. Yeah, what, what? They got to have a lot of money to sign him, is the point. And, yeah. and outright. And if not, then it's somewhere he wants to go. And then he re signs with the Clippers and they do a sign and trade. But the only way that gets done is if the other team has assets that, that Jerry West determines that he wants. That's why Which Warriors. OKC leads that. Jerry West is not going to want um, Kemba. He's not an idiot, which is why, which is why Warriors fans kept saying like, oh, yeah, and you send Wiggins. I'm just like, why do you guys think that Jerry West would ever take Andrew Wiggins' contract, right? Yeah. And so, so it's, it's not, like, I think, I think what's more likely is like, maybe they tried to ship out Paul George because Kawhi, Kawhi could pull a LeBron and be like, mm, like, I come back, mm-hmm. but he has to go. Mm-hmm. But again, then it's who are you getting, right? Because he went there to compete. He's not there for a rebuild. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't think it's as cut and dry as people think. But again, I know they're looking for championship. And so I don't know, again, how much of a failure the season is if they don't reach the championship. 
I, 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 in my opinion, I don't think the Clippers have a successful season if they're not at minimum Western Conference Finals. That that's hey, with that. That's that's like the least they can do to actually have a successful season. I'd agree, and with this injury to AD, they have a stronger chance at it now. Oh, that yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Well, I even even if AD were healthy, I personally don't believe that the Lakers were going to be in the Western Conference Finals. I agree, but given them the the benefit of the doubt, the champs, and being that the Clippers have let us down more than once, you have to at least consider it's something. Yeah, I, it's so. I'll say this. I think that I think the Clippers are a team that I would trade one of the smaller contracts to. Shimmy Ojale, Grant Williams type of guys. I would, even even if they wanted to do, which I don't really want to trade Tristan Thompson, um, but if they wanted to trade Tristan for like Zubac, right? I would I would like to have Zubac come off the bench to back up Williams, uh, Robert Williams, because. His injury uh, history is, is really starting to scare me now. I, I love I, him, though. Why I can't love he him? stay healthy? Don't know. I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. But that's the thing. I, I need someone. If, if it's not Al Horford, give me someone like, like Zubach or someone that can come in and still hold the fort down. Kimball Walker, to me, I think might be a candidate, let's say, for Minnesota. Minnesota is – they got to blow up. They've got to blow their team up. There's nothing that they can do. I, I don't know what their cap situation looks like right now. They're such a dysfunctional org, so they might do something stupid, but I don't know. Shoot, they could give. They could. We could do straight up, Kimba. Cat. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Give me. Yeah, give me I'm sure a lot of people would like that. I don't know. I don't know what this this situation looks like, but I, they're a team that, to me, I think are one of the rebuilding teams that would want to take on a bigger contract just to move the process along and, and 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 get some players out to bring some in and, and get it done uh started uh but they just got d'angelo russell so is he playing there too isn't he already their point guard why would they take kimba i think and russell, he has an enormous contract russell to me in today's game i think you can play him at the two if you wanted to you could but him and kimba is a super small backcourt it's not smaller than Shoot, Dame and CJ. It is smaller than them, but let's say. Tell uh, me the successful who's, small backcourt. Who's, who's the who's uh uh Toronto's backup right now? Mm, I don't know. I forgot his name. I think they would they would probably be comparable to them though. Yeah, Toronto. but but the, the the Raptors aren't in the playoffs this year. <laughs> Neither is Minnesota. <laughs> right, but that, that's not a recipe. That's not a recipe for them becoming a better team. When have they ever been successful? That's my point. I don't think this is... A- but you think that they just want to live and not having success? That's what they've been doing. Well, that's because they have idiots, but I'm saying... That's what they- they've been doing. I, I, I don't think that there's a, there's a reason to believe that they would actually overnight become a successful team. No, no, not overnight, but it... That's like 101. Like that small backcourt isn't gonna like Dame and CJ haven't even had success. Their backcourt now doesn't do anything. Well, yeah, because I mean one of the people are Ricky Rubio and the yeah. other is D'Angelo and he's been out. Yeah. I, look, I would I think they would be a team that would take a contract on. 
because it's you just point. think they're stupid. Yes. That's why. They okay. Are. Because yes. there's no commonsensical reason for no. anyone to take Kemba's. Maybe the magic, the Orlando magic. <laughs> don't don't they? But they don't have and, any more and pieces the, to give. And the warm weather would be great for Kemba's knee. How funny would it be now <laughs> if, like, they traded to get Markel Fultz after all that happened? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. That that would be weird. Super weird. That'd be weird, but that'd be hilarious. I think. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot. I think. I think there's. I think there's. I don't think it's impossible. You know why? If you were able to move Westbrook's contract and John Wall's contract, Kim Walker moment, is not as good as those guys. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not saying that they're, I'm not saying he is on their or level. perception is not as good as them. Yeah, I'm not saying he's on their level from a from however you want to look at it. I'm just saying in terms of the contract, because their contracts were in that range of like 33 to 36, I think, somewhere in that range. If those contracts are able to get moved, I I, I think I think Kimba's is, is possible to, to to move. Anything is possible. I'm just saying I, I would love to see the team that do does it and has real assets to give back for it. San Antonio is another team that I could see that that would take on a contract at this point. They're, I don't know. San Antonio is a pretty smart organization with how they, they are their money. They are, but you know, DeRozan, I don't think I think he's a free agent, right? Yeah, I think so too. So they don't have anyone that they're paying anything stupid to right now. It's gonna be interesting. So Wanna do playoff predictions? Let's do a couple of predictions. Oh wait, I just want to know though, how do you just really quickly feel about all of the Kyrie stuff and what went down and whether <sighs> there's like I've just seen a lot of different arguments. So let me not put any ideas into head, but let me just know what you think. All right, so and are you mad at him the way the rest of the fan base is mad at him? I'm I've been pissed off with him since he he said what he was said like i'm gonna I'm stay if you would have me and then walked <laughs> I, i've been pissed off with him since then understandable um so let's take this let's separate the situations he said he wanted to keep this strictly basketball right I don't know every Kyrie quote. So when did he say that? He's before they before they came to to Boston for Game Three. He okay. Said he wanted to keep. He was hoping that this. He hopes that this would stay strictly basketball and not mm-hmm. turn into any subtle racism type of thing. Right. First game, everything's good. Everything's good. I mean, it's basketball. No one's saying anything stupid. No one's throwing anything. Nothing. None of that. You have this. Game four, where they win, and he decides to go and stomp on the logo. Now, I'm not saying that that's justifiable for the bottle throw. I'm not saying that that, that means you you throw. I, I don't even see why people keep talking about it. What's the relevance? I don't even think the guy saw it. To be honest, someone came out like, "There's no way the guy even saw him do that." I'm pretty sure he was up in the stands. Like, I mean, not he wasn't like a nosebleed, but he was he was elevated enough to be able to see that. Was he? Yeah, he was elevated. But did uh, he see it? Do we know if he saw it? I don't know. I don't know. Right. So I feel I like there's people reaching for something. I believe that that was that was a cause though, because nothing was going on before that. And then as soon as you do that, you walk off the court. That's when the bottle gets thrown. 
So, but let's let's keep the situation separate for a second. You going to the logo and stomping on the logo is not keeping it straight basketball. It's just not. It's not. You're 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 showing disrespect. What, to a logo? No, no, to the organization, and, and to the organization. So look, this is a reason why you have players like, say, for example, I forget who it was, uh, uh, Juju uh, Smith Schuster, NFL, right? He goes. He goes to play Dallas, and he's uh, jumping on everybody's logo. Like I think he did in Dallas. He did it in other in other cities as well. Before he got criticized for it heavily, and then he stopped doing it. But every every organization found that disrespectful because you're coming in here dancing on the logo. It is disrespectful. I'm not saying that it's justifiable, but that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful to 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 the, 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 the players that came up before and for uh, this is an added this is an added level this is an added hold on this is this is an added layer okay he paid for the organization it's different if you're if you're saying that that Kyrie never played for Boston right you have no ties it is hard and good on good terms he no one no one was pissed off with him in terms of the organization itself no one said anything to him they 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 wanted to make sure that he wanted to stay. He made it known that he didn't want to stay. Right. So that wasn't at the That's organization. That was at the crass fans. No. Kyrie was disrespectful. Whether 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 it's a I'm not saying it's it's okay. So he didn't keep it basketball. He didn't keep it basketball. Well, what are point. your views on the person who threw the water bottle? I think the Patriots should try and go sign him. That was one hell of an accurate throw. I'll say that. <laughs> Joking aside, though, that was that. I I didn't expect to see anything like that. I didn't expect to see anything, honestly. I but, which is I, why I think people making an argument that it wasn't had no race behind. Oh, it it's all. racist. It's racist for sure. It's racist because sure. to me, the level of of privilege. Mm-hmm. audacity mm-hmm. whatever word you want to use that you have to have to do that to begin with is like ridiculous but to do it at a game several like a few days after several fans around the NBA have been permanently banned with a spotlight focus on this mm-hmm. for you to still say I am going to throw this water bottle that's a level of like, I'm white, I'm privileged, and who cares? Nothing can happen to me. And that is, to me, like textbook racism. And people don't understand that. Um, I had a lot of arguments about this on Twitter, but he he can operate like that and feels like it's okay to because he lives in a society based on white supremacy. And people think racism is always overt. They think it's nigger. Like, like he had to like yell things at him. No, him feeling that he could do that is in itself like it's 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 built on racist ideologies. And so, I gotta tell you, my response when I saw anyone talk about the logo was "fuck that damn logo." Let me tell you something. I can love the Celtics all I want, but this is like people telling me about property damage when when people are dying. Like, no fucking logo matters to me when you're putting a black life in harm. And like, I know people think it's just a water bottle and people are like, dangerous weapon. This is when like the lawyer in me is gonna come out. That is textbook 
assault and a, a, and a and a bottle a water bottle can actually hurt you you know mm -hmm. so it's not about whether or not it did hurt him or the fact that a water bottle in itself isn't a weapon it's about what it could have done yeah. and um like to me, I get people are saying like he didn't keep it about basketball, but we still don't know what was being yelled at Kyrie the whole time he was playing in on the court, right? Like we're just assuming he went there, he was playing, and then he just did this. We don't know if people were still yelling things to him in the crowd. We don't know like why he went over there and did that. Like we're just assuming it was like unprompted. And even if it wasn't, it's like, how is that any different than the end of the Knicks game when Trey hushes the crowd and it's basically done and he's just like, it's quiet as fuck in here, you know? How is that any different than Reggie Miller being like, ah, you know? Like, what, like why is the, the fucking stopping on the logo so bad? We've seen NBA players be petty all the time. Like, why is this, why is this the pinnacle of, like, disrespect? So I'll say this. I think that um, one, his history with the organization in and of itself is an added layer to the whole thing. Obviously. I think that with him intentionally walking toward it to do that shows that's not that's not keeping it basketball. You're not you're not just keeping it. It's personal a, on both. It's sides. a personal thing. Yeah. Okay. So, so but he's human. Here's the thing. I this is my favorite team, right? I'm not throwing anything at Kyrie because he stepped on the logo. I find it disrespectful. I find it I find it uh, uh, something that that was unnecessary and uh, didn't there there was no reason to go out there and do that. That's not in, that's not defending the guy for throwing the bottle at him. That's why I'm I saying, understand. like, to me, You're evaluating I'm, them as two separate, separate acts. two separate things because you're not you can't say last week you cannot say I hope we keep it basketball and you don't keep it basketball. But you can when we have no idea what transpired between the time the game started and ended. You know, like. That's the thing. Things get yelled and said to basketball players the whole time. And, like, I understand that people are like, well, so what? Is this new? Like, they experience it all the time and think that they should just deal with it. But I think, and look, this is me giving Kyrie the benefit of the doubt because I'm someone who used to be very critical of Kyrie, right? But what I have been observing from a distance, and, and look, it could all be an act, and a lot of people do, I think his conscious level is rising right i think he he's become muslim he even the way he spoke out during the bubble about not playing his views on race and and um institutional racism and all of these things are evolving and so when you think about how he views like through the lens of like you know what was it that Jackie McCollin wrote about um, the players one time, the way she described them, almost like they were animals or something. I forget what it was, like this language she used. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he referenced it. And the way he even talked about, like, it's not right, like we're out playing. Like the way he sees it, and I agree with him, is that like they are just like 
the property. It's just like, black boy, go out there and entertain and do your thing and go check and jive for me. In this case, it's go play basketball and that's it. And so, yes, players may get those response, like taunts and things all the time, but I think that it is backwards that we just say, well, they're just supposed to deal with it and remain civil and remain respectful. And so like what he deals with in other arenas, I don't know. But I think part of him saying something about Boston is because he understands that it's going to be even heightened because of the history, right? And that it's already gonna be heightened and more volatile, but now you add to it that it's a racist town or known to be a racist town. And so like whether people think that's fair or not, I'm just saying, like, I think that there's also very reasonable explanations for why he said what he did. And if he went there and we don't know, I mean, we probably would have heard about it, but what I'm saying is we, we don't necessarily know what was yelled at to him during the game, mm-hmm. like whatever. So he might've just been like, yo, fuck this shit and do whatever, and he's human. And I gotta tell you, ain't nobody telling me about being civil. If you yell a bunch of fucking shit to me, I'm gonna go and do some stupid shit back to you because I don't believe in all of that, like, oh, I'm gonna be docile while you disrespect the fuck out of me. It's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, I, I remember being at a Celtics game and I was very close to the front row. And Carmelo was walking past me. This was the year that Rondo was injured and had the the ACL. This was later in the season when they made the postseason. And this was like, I went to, I want to say games three and four. And I had really good tickets. Um, I was there with my boyfriend at the time. And um, one of those games, remember they did the stupid like black suits, like they were coming in to kill us. Remember the Nick, that bullshit. And I remember Mello was like walking in front of me really close. And I was like, and they lost the game though. And I was like, and I mean, that's not like really a big deal, but people say a lot worse things at games. So again, I don't know, maybe no one said anything, but I'm just saying, again, everyone is assuming the worst intent. Like he said this and then he went and did this act. But a lot of things transpired in between that act. So we don't know, but either way, even if he was just being petty and being spiteful and being whatever, like I just don't see what the big deal is because I don't see how that's any different than the other disrespectful acts that players commit is my point. Like I get that people may not like it, but I'm just saying like, he wouldn't be the first athlete to do something disrespectful. So like in the in the scheme of things, like stepping on the fucking logo, lucky, whatever it is, like stepping on the logo just does not rise to the level of me caring. Like I, I consider myself, maybe not like you, but like I consider myself a fan of the Celtics and I don't give a shit about no logo. Like who cares? So I'll say this. I think that... Um... I I can't say no one said anything. I cannot say that. I feel like if someone said something remotely racist or anything to set him off, he would have talked about it in the press conference. Maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was something Jalen said. You know, Jalen kind of took some shots at him. Cause, but Jalen was right, though. 
So no, like Jalen had an opinion. Jalen was right though. In about life. what he he insinuated that Kyrie was doing this for personal gain, but also said that he hadn't talked to Kyrie. So that's an opinion. No, no, he, he said he didn't talk to, to Kyrie about what he was about to say. I I think he was correct in saying that the timing of it was was weird because of the fact that this is a but that's still game. an opinion. That's not like a right or wrong thing. That's his opinion. I, I agree with his opinion then. Because right. my but he thing alluded is, to, he suggested, and he didn't say Kyrie, but he kind of suggested like there was some kind of like personal gain to it. And I and I see so, people saying that, but what's the gain? What does Kyrie gain personally from it? He gains not hearing the narrative of what he did to Boston. Listen, listen to this. Listen, you know why I think he cares about it? Because when he came to Boston, his, his entire time that he played in Boston, when we went to go play uh, Cleveland, he didn't play. It was always some reason why he didn't play. Injury. I don't really think that kind of scared to go back to the places he used to play. I wholeheartedly believe so. But he's when, gone back to Cleveland now. He hasn't gone back I, to playing Cleveland since being in Brooklyn. I don't, I can't say he has. I can't say he has because of the fact that he's he's been injured. He's all he's always injured. So I like, think this is a reach. <laughs> uh, hey, look, 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 look at this. It possibly is, but to me, it's the only thing that that makes any type of sense to me. Because when when I'd say it, how about this? When he went to Brooklyn, right? The first year he's playing by himself, KD's out, right? He was supposed to play us. He's all of a sudden hurt. Then the next game, I think they went to play, I don't know, let's say, I think it was someone like Washington or something like that. All of a sudden, he's playing. Looks healthy to me. So here's the thing. I can buy that Kyrie was avoiding and didn't want to come there. That I can buy. What I'm saying is the reason why doesn't have to be because he was just like afraid. It could be because he thinks like this fucking racist ass boss boston i don't want to go back and hear their shit and by the way cleveland is also a pretty racist place like i how about this america's racist it is it is but when when, boston's more racist than than yes but like here's the difference right because new york has racist people in there right and philly and whatever but in cleveland and in boston two notoriously known places Mm -hmm. right you have a player coming back who the fans are more than regularly hostile to. So not just like they're regular level hostile, but they're mad because fans think these players owe them something and they're personally wrong. And maybe he's like, yo, fuck the NBA because if someone says some crazy shit to me, I'm a pull around our test. You know, maybe he's not with all of that shit. And so I'm just saying, like, we're like, it, it, it may not be about fair. He may just be like, yo, I don't want to subject myself to that. Which and I is think, fair. And I think that's his right. So he could not, like, you can do that in a regular season game. You can't do that in the playoffs because you got to be there to help your team. So if he says something like, I don't want people to get belligerent and be racist, because maybe he's just like, I'm putting it out there to try to like cut the shit out before it comes. I think he made it worse, to be completely honest. And that's fair. That's a I think fair... I think he made it completely worse because there's no way that you come in 
you already know you're going to a place that doesn't like you, right? That feels like you slighted them, right? So you're going into a place like that. Why would you say anything that would make it remotely worse for yourself? Why? Because and I think I think that's what I think that's what Jalen's point was, though. Because right, but maybe he's trying to stop it, or maybe he wants to make sure that the Celtics organization doesn't. Because when he made that statement, which it one? was the, the one about Same. I hope there's no belligerence oh. and no racism. When he made that statement, the other fan events hadn't occurred yet. So mm -hmm. he made that statement, then you had all these issues around the league. Mm -hmm. and then Boston. So maybe it could have also been something. And again, we're just like, I'm just saying, my first instinct is not to presume the worst. That's it. I'm not saying that there's no validity, but what I think is that people don't like Kyrie often. And so they rush to, he's such a weirdo. He's so this, he's so that, and they rush to presume the worst. And what I'm saying, it could have been, because in the past, fans have acted up and you know, they've thrown them out. They don't always receive permanent bans. They don't, and a lot of those things happen pre-George Floyd and other mm -hmm. things. And the, the climate is just different now. So it could have been something like he was going to spotlight. It could be something like he don't like the organization. So he wants to put it out there. It could have been something like, look, he wants to make sure that if someone does get out of hand, that he basically has put the pressure on the Celtics, right? Because do we really think that a year ago this fan would have been arrested and charged with assault? Do we really think that that these fans would have gotten permanent bans? I feel like him putting so. so. I, I don't. I think so. How many permanent bans were there before? Years we've been hearing from players what Utah fans call them and the things they say. I didn't hear about no. I'm talking about fans. I'm talking about this specific fan. You're talking about in, within Boston, the confines of Boston, right? But I'm just saying within general. Like I think him saying that statement put the pressure on the org that when things got out of control, New York had to react. Atlanta, you know, um, Utah had to react. Remember, there were incidents all around the league. Right. Washington. Um, well, where was it? Where, where did the rust thing happen? Philly. Philly, yeah. Philly had to react. And now Boston had to react versus if, if he never said that, it might have been like, oh, there's going to be an investigation. We're going to look into it because maybe someone may have not thrown a bottle, but they might have still said something. I, I see where you're going with that. And I, I'm not necessarily disagreeing, but his statement would have had more validity to it if it was said after those incidents. I don't think so. I don't think no, no, you have to. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying in terms of the timing. I'm not saying that the, his general opinion did, didn't have any validity to it. But, but if he's saying, I hope it. there isn't, then that would have to be something in, in, in advance of, not after. Well, no, I after no, it would so, be like I'm disappointed that this happened. So if he saw that these that these things happened across the league over the last week, right? If he saw that and then headed toward Boston, you're you're seeing these things and you say, I hope nothing like this, that, and the other happens. To me, that makes more sense. Right, but he's seen this over the course of his career. It's not right. New. But NBA why? players just keep it, but because we haven't had 
fans in the arena for a long time. They're right. just starting to open up. We're right. just starting to have fans again. So like you're expecting like, okay, people are coming back. I'm going to, and like his position has changed. He may not be in a place anymore where he wants to accept that anymore. Right. And, and see, here's the thing. I don't disagree. I don't think that, I, I'm not saying that, that Kyrie doesn't have the right to say anything, right? What I'm saying though is like what Jalen Brown was saying, the timing of it makes no sense because yeah, and I, I just don't agree with him on that. That's all. And the reason why I agree is because you said it at a point where I'm not saying we've never had issues with fans saying or doing things. We've had issues like that for, for years, especially with Utah versus uh, 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 Westbrook. I think uh, IT had an issue. What was that? Yeah, I just wanted a. What do I just wanted a soft. I just wanted a, soft I just wanted a, a smoothie, a frosty, or something. Yeah, That's, that was a hilarious quote. <laughs> like, like we've had, we've seen these things take place, so yeah. it's nothing new, right? Mm-hmm. But since since that's the case, okay. Like I'm not saying that can't be in the back of your mind, but what I'm saying though is, if all of these things within the last week took place prior to him making that comment to me the timing of it makes more sense yeah but that that like his like your comfort level with his timing to me and i don't i mean i mean you specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. this case that everyone is making to me is like irrelevant there's no time that i got i don't need a trigger to talk no, about it. and i agree with that that's that's what i'm saying like i'm not saying that it's an invalid Com, uh, comment to make. Right. I, I, mean, I, think, I think the trigger was knowing he was going back to Boston and that's it. And he knows like what kind of place Boston is and it's going to be right. an even extra more hostile environment. That, that's all right. I'm saying. And I think that was the trigger and I think that was enough for the timing. And the fact that people think like that it's weird or he's dealt with it before or why, like to me, that's not a Kyrie issue. That's a, other people assuming the worst about Kyrie. Now, yeah. by the way, all of you guys could be right. All of you guys could be right. But I just really think it was enough that he was going back to Boston. We know what Boston is like, whether other players want to say, because Marcus Smart said, yeah, I've heard things, you know. How about this? He was leaving the TD Garden after I think the team, I want to say the team actually lost. And he stopped to allow he was driving out of the uh, out of the parking lot stopped to allow a lady to to walk and she she i want to say she ended up calling him a nigga or something yeah no i know so, and bill russell spoke on this about the fans so yeah but here's it's, the thing right there is a history there is right history so there. that yeah. that's why i didn't i hated jason tatum's statement he just completely tried to like avoid the whole thing and not take a position either way mm-hmm. and i respect Jalen. what was his quote I, it was like word foolishness like it was just like a bunch of words that meant nothing like he just basically was like oh i think this is what Kyrie is trying to say and we want everyone to be good but like you know all fans aren't like racist and he, he didn't want to take a position he clearly wanted to avoid taking any kind of hard stance and I do understand young players and their career kind of being like that. They're not always yeah. confident in speaking. And isn't Jason, he's not. Jason's 23. He's 23, but also isn't he, is one of his parents white or they're both black? Mm-hmm. They're both okay. black. 
Yeah, I think his mom is um, his mom is lighter skin, but I, I, I always think those issues are interesting for like even a player like Trey, like some of them who have like white, you know, um, who might be mixed um, yeah. or biracial. But I just think that um, I think that Jalen, like many people, have a view on Kyrie, whether it's valid or not. And he obviously has a different relationship with Kyrie, so he's more informed to have a view on him than anyone else. Mm -hmm. I think he has a certain view on Kyrie, Mm -hmm. and I think that informed his position, right? Like, versus another player, if they would have said that, right? And if, like, if that player was known to always speak like that, right, or Mm -hmm. something no one would have presumed anything. I think it's because it's Kyrie while people are like giving it more scrutiny and are not as willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I I understand why people would think that. I do. I really do. I'm just not. But my my bigger annoyance was was everyone talking about Lucky, the fucking logo, like that, like I don't give a shit about that logo. So um, yeah. I don't want to hear about that. And it it was the other thing that was really driving me crazy was the amount of Black people, more so men, um, but the just the sheer volume of, of, of Black people, like, trying to, like, I don't know, like, say that this wasn't racism. And I was just like, what? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. And, and, like, it's definitely a racist thing. Is it, it, it's there's no question about it. I, I but I I think that this situation is so it has so many layers to it. Like that's why like it's it's hard to say what uh, a specific thing is. I think for for certain people, for everyone to agree on, you know X Y Z. Because I agree, but I think if it's any other player but Kyrie, people would say it's racist. I think if it was LeBron, everyone would say it's racist. And if your if your decision of whether the act is racist is based on the player then i would agree with that i, th- I think i think i think that, that 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 is an issue um because the same thing with westbrook with being pop- popcorn being thrown at him that's that was racist you know that, that like the guy spitting it, on trey it was racist they're all yeah. it's all, it's white all racist yeah doing yeah. these things to black athletes and yeah. we're calling into question whether it's racist or just pissy fans then why the yeah. fuck aren't any black fans doing it or yeah. or 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 spanish speaking fans or Asian fans, and by the way, some of those people are racist too. But I'm just oh, saying, yeah. always the white fans. Yeah, and, and I, I like I think it's 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 an issue for sure. Um, it's I, I just I think that that you're talking about going it's back layered. to what Jalen. It's it's layered, but going back to what you about about what Jalen's quote was, I think that he was more so focused on the fact that he knew Kyrie was going to feel uh, uncomfortable coming back there and where he benefits from doing something like saying something like that ahead of time uh, is the fact that the narrative on a media scale would shift from just him going back to but, but, and so, but who cares if he benefits from it if the reason he is uncomfortable about coming back there is because he's worried about racist statements? Like, we're all assuming that he's going to care about the other stuff the media is saying. But what if it was he doesn't want to deal with the racist shit? If I don't want to deal with racist shit when I go somewhere, mm-hmm. 
So I make a statement to try to prevent it. And then that benefits me, right? Then why is that a bad thing? Because I, I benefit from it. It's not a bad thing. But what I will say is I then want to hear you say this every other time then. Like, the don't. The difference is that it's an amplified situation. It is amplified. But I didn't hear you say this again, like before going to Cleveland, right? So that that's why that's where you where, where he throws. Right, me. but like one, we don't know if he went back to Cleveland, so we don't know. We need to he confirm. He didn't play. That. I don't. He didn't play. Right, so we yeah. don't know. But secondly, like I said, like you said, he avoided it a couple of times in Boston, and also this is Kyrie years ago versus Kyrie now, and there's def- mm-hmm. this is definitely a different Kyrie. So we it's have broke, to. Yeah. We have to take into account that people evolve, right? Mm-hmm. And we also have to take into account the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Playoff game versus a regular season game where, you know, stake, like everything was more amped about this situation. So mm-hmm. to me, there are other factors that you could call into question that would make one want to speak about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that someone benefits from speaking up about something to me does not like make it like oh well you're getting a benefit from it well i hope so i'm trying to make sure that people ain't yelling nigger at me you know what i'm yeah. saying like people talk about Kyrie all the time like look at all the flack that he gets for missing games and mm-hmm. not talking to reporters and all the stuff so i like i i'm sorry but i have a hard time believing he couldn't handle the level of scrutiny that was going to come from well he just left the celtics i really don't because I like, know, I, I agree. I think he could have handled it. Time. I think he could have handled it, but I think also it, it puts him in a in a weird position of having to discuss that and the racist thing. Because they're still going to talk. He doesn't have to because, like, he literally can just be like, "Next question, I don't want." He just has to show up, and we know we've seen Kyrie show up to podiums and not address the questions. Like, he knows how to like skirt all these issues. That's why I'm just saying, like, this. What is this benefit that y'all think Kyrie gains? Like, I don't see it. Taking the tension off of him from from not staying. I like. I genuinely believe that that was as petty and small as that might seem. (laughs) I think that because listen. Kyrie doesn't operate within this box, right? He, no. he he's he's out of the box. So to me, I like I'm I'm more so thinking about well Jalen saying that. I would feel better if y'all told me that he was just being vindictive because he don't like the Celtics and he just wanted to like shine a spotlight on them being racist. That would make more I, sense to me than him caring about. I think that's part of it too. Like, I, but I think I haven't I, heard anyone make that argument. No, I think I think that's I think that's a great point. I think that's that I think that's that could be a part of it. But I think that he he is just to me. I, I told I, I've said this a couple times though. I think Kyrie is one of those players that needs to if he's going to play in the NBA, he needs to like when he's going to the press for these press conferences keep it short and sweet and 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 keep it keep it I think, basketball. Just, I think he but I don't think he needs to I think we got to stop telling people to keep things at basketball no, no, no. because let me let me let me let me let me make sure because I don't I don't want to get no, that's it. fine that's not that's not where I'm going I'm talking about for him because of the fact that every time he speaks about something that 
I'm not saying he doesn't have an, he can't have a position on these situations or these or these uh, uh, issues because especially stuff that happened with uh, Little Rock like like I completely understand where he was coming from with all that stuff. I don't think that he it allows him enough time to in that press conference to sit and say what it is he's actually trying to say because he's not having a conversation. Right, and he's, he may not a, even be. He may not even be fully versed on it, but him going into the press conference and saying something about it mm-hmm. gets the conversation started. It puts right. eyes on it and well, it see, draws I, attention to it. I think he I think it would benefit him more doing that, whether it's going to Katie's podcast, starting his own podcast, or or whatever. Like actually, that's why I I I'm almost at I the point I where think I think so. he can do that. He can go to Katie's podcast and he can continue a discussion. Absolutely. But that's mm. never going to be a larger platform than when he's like in front of all the media and it's like on ABC and that's going to be the largest platform. That's going to have the most eyes watching because go to those platforms. Then. Like, see, like, here's my thing. I think that. I've, and I, I felt like this for the last two years or so. Kyrie is not going to be playing basketball much longer. I, I don't see him because the way, like, like we've acknowledged, he's evolved, right? And he's thinking about things from a different perspective. And, and he wants to go do this. He wants to go do that in terms of helping people and stuff like that, which I find admirable. I love it. I don't have an issue with it. But I think at the same time, if that's, if that's going to be your focus – do it basketball doesn't seem to be an important thing to him yeah in terms I, don't, of- I don't agree with that and i don't think i don't like when people say it because we are making assumptions about the importance of basketball to him because mm-hmm. of what we think it should present like you know and and so like i don't like i have no reason to question that Kyrie still loves basketball mm-hmm. he had a 50 40 90 season this year he's still playing at a high level yeah for sure know? so i don't have any reason to doubt that he doesn't love basketball the fact that he may put other things before basketball like his family or his mental health mm-hmm. i don't have a problem with that i, I don't either i just think that when you're talking about and i'm not i, I don't want to get misconstrued that i'm saying that he he that no basketball player should be able to do, do anything outside of basketball but when you're talking about when you're talking about playing basketball and you're complaining about let's say something small like speaking to the media or whatever right it it, it gets mundane and all that stuff and like for example like naomi osaka uh who just pulled out from the french open like i get it there's a mental aspect to it i get it but when you're complaining about things that that are a part of the job in and of itself to me i feel almost as if he's putting so much emphasis on it like specifically him this is it's, i haven't seen this from anyone maybe kd as well but i haven't even kd i think is actually putting less emphasis on it than kyrie i think that when 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 he does it as much as he said as 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 he does I don't think that that means, I'm not saying that he can't speak about all other things, but in terms of playing for another 10, 10 years or so, 
I don't think that that's going to be his goal. I feel as if he's going to end up being a player that ends up calling it a, a, a career early so that he can go and do those other things. And I'm perfectly fine with it. I mean, you've, you've already won a championship. You're, you're on a team that could possibly win another championship. I personally don't believe that the Nets are going to win, but I think it's possible that they, that, he could win another ring before he retires. Or maybe Kyrie could just be changing the way athletes conduct themselves like in professional careers, you know? It's possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the I same just time, don't, I, think- I don't know why we all go to the conclusion of, I don't think he's going to be, de- like, I guess as someone who has been un- like dissatisfied in their job before, to mm. me, he doesn't show like the, um, hallmarks of someone that doesn't want to do something anymore right like to me this is like educators who I know who love education but have a lot of issues with education policy and want to change things right and they, they still keep being educators and they still keep working on it but it doesn't stop them from advocating for complaining about something and other things so like I just think that he's doing it different and I don't have a problem but I I haven't seen anything and I don't know Kyrie at all so I'm like, you know, everyone could be right. And he might like be finished in another year or two. I don't know. But I'm just saying there's nothing really to me that makes it seem like he's retiring anytime soon. I just think that if people don't act like Kobe, <laughs> you know, people are like, you don't really love this, you know? And I think another thing we have to consider is that he's of a different generation than Kobe. Kobe is Gen X. Mm-hmm. borderline millennials of like I think Kobe's maybe like a year old to them so he's Gen X mm-hmm. and millennials which Kyrie is and in particularly Gen Z because sometimes I'm floored by them in the workplace like <sighs> they're the and, I just and, got trained by some last week and it was Jesus Christ and, and, and floored like look sometimes it's like I'm impressed and sometimes I'm just like what the fuck is this yeah. but it's like their their emphasis on putting themselves first what they care about mm-hmm. their individualism their mm-hmm. their mental health they're all those things it's just in a very different way than prior generations mm-hmm. and he just does, seems to me like someone who does not want to conform and I and, agree with that and so. like that's just what he's gonna be let me say it like this then. I don't have a problem with him putting an emphasis on that. I've been in this in a place where I've ended up having to leave my job because I mentally just could not stand it. So I understand. I, I get that part of it. I let me let me frame it this way then. I think that some of the stuff that he's doing, he's going about the wrong way in terms of how he's presenting his position on certain things. Okay, so outside of this, give me an example of one. So one, um, outside of the the the, the racial aspect uh, of Boston, uh, the way he handles the way he's handled uh, uh, different situations, like say for example the the uh, the Katie Kyrie uh, uh, rumor when he was still in Boston, like oh they're they're talking about going to go play basketball, or whatever, uh, go play in New York, or whatever. Instead of just saying like you know, nah, like y'all y'all making a big thing out of nothing, he's sitting here. Uh, I forgot what he specifically said, but he said something loosely around the fact, uh, uh, loosely around um, 
it's just two guys having a conversation and and why can't I have a conversation with my friend and all this other stuff and acting like it's nothing. And then it, it turned out to be something. He he so promised, he made a promise to, to Cleveland that he wasn't leaving Cleveland and then got traded, right? I don't think the trade was his fault. That's he said he wanted to stay in Cleveland and end up not leaving, not staying. Yeah, but he said that and then they brought in LeBron James and they took the team away from him. So I think when he said that it was real and then the, the, the circumstances in Cleveland changed. In Boston, it's a little bit different. In Boston, it's a little bit different, and I get that. But here's the thing. People's opinions and views are allowed to change, and I don't always think that Kyrie and Kevin Durant, like, I think they wanted to play together, and I think they talked about it, but I don't actually think they were always on the same page because Kevin Durant was going to New York. He wanted to go to New York, and Kyrie always wanted to go to the Nets. They didn't want to go to the same place. So, but then some stuff happened that summer with New York and they did like some stuff. And I think Katie was like, all right, I'm not going to that shit show. The billboard thing. Right. Yeah. And so there's that. But it also could have been a thing like maybe Kyrie wants to see how things played out with, you know, the Celtics. Or maybe he was being totally disingenuous. I don't know. But I think I think in that situation, you have more of a, a, a right to maybe feel like, okay, he was misleading than the Cavaliers things. Because I think when he said he wants to stay, I think that was genuine. And I think that um, facts change. And by the way, I think people can say something today and something tomorrow because like our feelings evolve and they change and they're different. For sure. And, and, I, and I also think that like when players say things like that, I think what they're saying, but like maybe they need to like be coached better is, I want to stay here, provided like X, Y, Z. Right, but that's that's the but that doesn't mean that. But look, it's a catch twenty two for players because we dealt with this with KD in his last year in Golden State. There is no answer that was going to please people. If he said, you know what, I do want to leave, I plan to leave after this year, even though everyone know it, it, people would talk about it. You know, when he's just like, I don't know what I'm doing, which honestly is the most you can really say because you're not promising because he got killed in OKC for saying he wants to be there because then his position changed, right? So if he says, I want to be in Golden State when he knows he wants to leave, right? It's an issue. If he says, you know, um, I don't know what I'm doing, then it's like constant, you get what I'm saying? Like there's really no right answer they can give. People are going to find an issue with how they do it, what they do. And I mean, I don't know to the extent that these people work with PR people, but I assume they do. Like someone has coached them and talked to them on what to say. And so what they're saying is like what someone has crafted for them as the best messaging. But there, like, I just don't think that there's going to be an answer because to me, quite frankly, it should be that the media is not allowed to ask them questions about what they're going to do in the following season. It's too disruptive to the team. You know, yeah, I I, I think that's the issue more so than how they answer the question because I don't think any answer they give is ever going to be okay. I I would agree with that. Um, I think that one of his uh, one of the biggest things with KD is the fact that he was being hounded by the by the media. He wasn't. That's a complete gross exaggeration. He was being hounded by every okay. 
he his wasn't. last his last year in Golden State, every no. single every single game no. he he wasn't being I asked watch, that. I watch every single Warriors game and the post game completely exaggerated. No, not post game. I'm talking about like pregame. No, because first of all, like, remember, they put certain restrictions around the media. A lot of the media were not even, like, allowed to really be asking him certain questions or whatever. Like, in the beginning, in the offseason, before the season started, he got some questions. Warriors media kind of shut it down, and they were rarely questioned. Even that time when he went in and blow, blew up at the guy and was like, um, yeah, grow up. Grow up. You come in here asking about Ethan. Like, he was mad because Ethan reported that he thought when he came to Golden State and won that he would be perceived as the best player in the world. And that's true. Kevin Durant did think that it's true. Ethan's reporting was accurate. Bleacher Report, as they often do, picked it up. And they reported it in a way that made it seem like Kevin Durant said that. And Ethan never said he did because Ethan's reporting is based on like his sources or people in the org who give it to him, right? And so that's what they gave. But the way that Bleacher Report put it out there, it made it seem like Ethan said that Kevin Durant thought this. So Kevin was like, you talk to me, you talk to me kind of a thing. And so then he got mad because he hadn't been doing media for like a whole week anyway. And then he's like, I'm going to do media tonight. And he like goes in to purposely attack, you know, um, to attack um, Ethan. Mm-hmm. And like, as it is already, like like some of the players like Dre, he doesn't like Ethan because Ethan wrote this article about Dre and kind of like exposed him for a lot of the fuckery that he does. And so he, he basically tried to change the narrative because if you listen to what he was saying, he never actually denied Ethan's reporting. He's just like, you come in here, you harass me, you ask people about things. And there's other reporters that cover the Warriors, like reliable reporters, like Marcus Thompson, who's black and wrote like the book about Steph and he wrote a book on KD and others. And Marcus was like on the podcast, like, like we don't even get to ask Katie these questions. They don't. Like it it was a total, it was a way to like switch the narrative, you know? And so he was not being asked all those questions like that. It was really shut down. They like so, they were not allowed to. So when the whole incident between KD and Draymond took place, mm-hmm. that sparked a lot of questions of course it's gonna spark questions right so what i'm saying is whether it was every game or not to me is irrelevant the majority of the season he was still whether it was being like personally asked or on but that was 2018 that wasn't 2019 which well that was still that was the the argument right yeah that was still something that was still being brought up though I remember oh, no, that, that was at the beginning of 2019. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, that was still being yeah, brought the, up. Media was talking about it, but he wasn't being asked about the blow up with Dre. Well, like, listen though, when he, you're like, when that's still going on, like ESPN or or FS1 or whatever, 
I don't watch those either one of those networks anymore because they're, a lot of the shows. And they Ke- have Kevin should probably stop watching them too. That's that's his problem. That's what I'm saying. Like he but needs he, to stop but watching. He, but he's not being asked the question. Is what I'm saying. So there's a difference between. That's a fair the, point. That's fair. That's there's fair. a difference between the media just talking about it and then people coming in asking you questions, and that's what he tries to present. Right. So right. you know, with with Kyrie, the thing about it is like. Again, I don't know who worked with him on his coaching. Maybe it was a a straight lie. Maybe it wasn't. Like, we don't know. But I understand from a fan perspective how it was like, you told us you wanted to be here, and now you're not. You know? Like, I mean, if you think of it like a relationship, we have all told partners things, right, that we want, and then it changed. But you weren't lying in the moment. You weren't being deceitful. There was a, you, sometimes people are just liars. I'm, I'm not saying that. But we also know the line, every single human of like where you weren't lying, but like the way it looks after the fact looks like you were being misleading. So that, that's all I'm saying. So I definitely understand Boston fans being upset. Cleveland fans, I think like if it's, if it, it, to me, it was common sense. Like, Kyrie never loved playing like that under Braun. You know what I'm saying? So when the team was supposed to be his, and then all of a sudden he signs, and then the next thing you know, they bring back Braun, and now it's the Braun show, he didn't want to be a part of that, you know? And that that's all that was, and I think it's fine. But I understand it was a little bit of a different situation in Boston. My only, my only comment on that is that I, I don't really think that there's ever going to be an answer that the athlete can say that's ever going to please like the masses it's going to be that's that's with anyone i like i I, but i just i don't think there's going to like if you like if he would say something that you think is right someone else is going to say well why didn't he just say that like do you get what i'm mm -hmm, saying like mm -hmm. it's never so i don't think there's a way to really say like there's a right or wrong way for them to answer the questions i just think that i just think that I mean, I guess, like, look, I have opinions about people, too. So I'm not saying, like, don't judge or don't form an opinion or whatever, because we all do it. It's human nature. Mm -hmm. But what the only thing I am saying is that we need to be careful about what the assumptions we make about what someone's actions mean. Okay. And oh, yeah, that, no, I agree with that. That's yeah. like the, the, the therapy session in me because I do it yeah. all the time. Like, I'll be talking to my therapist and I'm like, this happened at work or this dude I'm dealing with and he did this. And like, sometimes I think I'm going in and she's going to join me and be like, yeah, you know, like, no, he is trash now. They like, get rid of him. Da-da-da-da-da. And she's just like, completely like, flips the script around, like, but wait a minute. No, 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 Natalie. Like, why do you think? this means this like why are you assuming this and this is something we do as humans like we assume a certain action means this and when we are personally invested in something when we take things personally and as fans we take it personally oh yeah but we really shouldn't but we do then it, it builds up that hostility is all i'm saying and so part of me saying that i'm not going to assume the worst about Kyrie is part of just what I've been learning to change about myself in general and I'm choosing and and that's part of it but it's also because to me from a distance I'm watching someone evolve and change Mm -hmm. and I'm watching someone have to do that in front of the public right and 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 that's something because let me tell you something I've in the last year or two I've changed so 
so much, right? But like the number of times I've said to someone, like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. And then I change and I do something else. But I get to do that without the judgment of like the whole world or like something like that, that he doesn't. So I am not going to like kill him and get on him and presume all kinds of things about him. Now, look, people could say, well, this is like hypocrisy from you, Natalie, because you assume every bad thing about LeBron and la, 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 la. And that would be a fair assessment. Like, I agree with that. I just, I think that with Kyrie, that for me, I keep it basketball. I keep it strictly basketball when we're talking about Kyrie. Because, and, and all these athletes, I don't go into the personal thing. I, I've seen people go on and say that they think he has a mental issue or whatever. I, I, I have no stake in that. I honestly don't know if he does or not. But I can say that something looks like something. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to put that out there because I really don't, I don't have anything to, to, to support that. What I can say as a basketball fan, as a Celtics fan, what I can say about Kyrie is that he does way too much. He does. He does way too much when he doesn't have to. That's the point. And I think that I think that he brings on more scrutiny than he needs to. And now that adds to whatever else he's dealing Understood. with. Understood. Warriors fans said the same thing about Kevin Durant in his final year. Like we mm-hmm. thought that the way that he handled situations brought on more so i get that but like that's also like his choice and and like it just is what it is you know like if that's what he wants to do like look like kevin durant's different and so is Kyrie, and that's probably why they're friends and why they're playing you know on the nets because i mean like Kevin Durant responded to me the other day on Instagram and and said I was lying. Like, you know, I said I made a comment about him and he responded and said lies and then he deleted it really quickly. So I don't don't know why he deleted it. And I mean, I do know, I think I know why, but whatever, I'm not gonna, but I'm just saying like, he, like he goes into spaces like with us among the common folk and he's like in spaces like he's just he operates differently and some people criticize that and I find it fascinating like he's just different and I think Kyrie's just different and I actually really like am admiring this journey he's making now you know and I'm saying that as someone who used to really be critical of Kyrie I'm just like oh my god like he's just the same kind of stuff. You used to say the same things. I'm being completely mm-hmm. honest. I think this is the reason, like, for me, I, I'm not, like, I haven't said anything on social media about Kyrie. Right. I, outside of the other day, uh, like, before game four, I said something about, I'm so glad I didn't buy those Kyrie fives when I was thinking about it. I, <laughs> I was this close to buying these, these, these like, uh, uh, Celtics-themed uh, 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 Kyrie fives. But I was like, I was, I had trust issues with it. Cause I was like, 
I don't know if he's staying, so I don't want to be too committed to him. Right. But then it was like, eh. And so I just said, let me just leave it lonely, wait until, you know, we get word, whatever, and then I'll go get him if he stays. Um, Forgive but, me, I'm here. I'm just plugging in my laptop. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. I, I, um, I didn't want to, uh, I don't say anything about him on a personal level because it just, it doesn't make any sense. Keep it basketball. And, and, and that's, I think as long as you keep it basketball, it, you're not going to be, you're not going to go into these spaces where it's, it's, yeah. uh, you know, you putting yourself out there to, to say anything negative about the person. I don't, I like, I agree. I'm cool with, with Kyrie, uh, uh, you know, saying, having the ability to say whatever he wants to say. I'm all for it. But then you, you can't get mad when people voice their opinion about what you just said. You know what I'm saying? And and he's been doing that for the last two years where he's pissed that, that, that the Celtics fans reacted to him saying, if you'll have me, I plan to resign. And it's not like he just autumn, like he just randomly said this. This was at a at a Celtics uh, 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 event before the season started. I was- Gordon Hayward sitting in a chair, Al Horford sitting in another chair behind him, and they're all just like hype. If you'll have but me, I, I plan to resign. You the can't person that they want to be with you, and then they they left and they broke up with you. But you can't sit here and say this, and then act as if nothing's wrong. When, when you leave, you're right to leave. Cool. Perfectly fine with it. I don't have any issues with it. But then once you leave, you can't get mad that Celtics fans don't like you. Is he upset that Celtics fans don't like him? He has taken it personal. He That's what I'm saying. Like he's, But is that what he takes? I mean, is that what he takes personal? I mean, there's a lot of attacks on Kyrie. It's not just like yeah. that. It's, oh, flat earther or whatever he said. And oh, that, see, I... I I personally don't talk about Kyrie anymore. I like right, once. But I'm once, just saying those are the kinds of things. Like it's, yeah. it's calling into question his mental health, and it's it's right. which know, I don't you know. Right there's there's a lot that comes at him, so I don't know that like for that one individual thing that he doesn't understand why fans might be upset. But I think maybe he just conflates all of that together, right? And so it's and that's like, the issue. And so it's kind of like the world's against him. But yeah. I mean, that's I don't an know. issue. Like I, I like I get not uh, uh um I get you know you want to keep things basketball and I'm like again that's like, that's how I think Celtics fans are right to feel the way that they feel you like I hated Ray Allen when he left to go to the Heat and by the way I understood when people were mad at KD to come to Golden State I defended oh KD. I was beyond pissed with KD at that I defended point. KD's right to do it. Some of the response from fans were based in racism. Oh, yeah. And and particularly fans in OKC, because there's just like this entitlement that people think that they have to like black athletes. But then there was also a lot of people just pissed because like they were Braun fans and they felt like it meant like he was not going to get another ring. And and there were like, right. So there, there were people who had a lot of disingenuous motives, but tried to present it as like, something else and Katie and Steph were penalized for playing together 
they were never ever considered MVP candidates during that time. Like one year, they both had incredible seasons and were both second team all NBA, right? It was like, so they were penalized. Like they took a hit for their careers and their legacies for no reason, except that people didn't like his choice, which was not fair. And, and, and that's what I defended. But I understood people getting like upset because like we're fans and we're invested in, you know, whatever, whatever. And none of this stuff is like, you know, the proper response, but like fandom is not rational, right? Like fan is short for fanatic. And so, you know, it's like, like me personally, if I'm just going to keep it a buck, like I thought it was wild that Katie was leaving because like, I don't believe in the whole, like, you need to stay loyal to an organization because what if that organization is dysfunctional? So I don't believe that. But what I thought was wild was, like, the same reason I thought Ray Allen was wild for going to the Heat. Me, personally, individually, as a competitive person, I individually would not be able to be like, I'm going to play with the dudes that beat me. Which is hard because I think prior to that series, Kevin Durant was planning to come to Golden State. I think he wanted to, and I think he had basketball reasons why he wanted to come. So it ended up kind of being, I think, a complicated situation when they met up in the Western Conference Finals because I think he had decided and wanted to leave to go to Golden State anyway. But what happened is he played them, and they gave up a 3-1 lead to Steph. And so in that kind of situation, people are thinking like, what? You know, how do you not want to run it back? How do you not want to come back and beat him, right? The same thing that like Kevin Garnett and those guys felt, but like people didn't have the ability to like consider anything else. They were just like, oh, he's weak. He's a cupcake. He's this. But like, what if he really just loves the way Golden State plays basketball? And what if he really just, you know, so it was like a complicated, it was like something that complicated a situation that I think was honestly a decision that he already made, if if I'm being ripped. Because the reports of him coming to Golden State and it being a possibility had been reported on much earlier in the season. And so um, it it was just like a weird situation, you know? Um, Like I thought like, if he was going to leave OKC, go to the Clippers. Cause I felt like with Chris Paul over there and Blake and you add him. And I thought like, and, and, and being that golden state and the Clippers already kind of had like this rivalry at the time, like while it wouldn't have been OKC, it could have been like his payback to get back. And right. So I actually thought that like from a, like going to a good place and, and still kind of being able to get back to golden state. I thought that that made sense. But of course, I wanted him on my team. He's 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 Kevin Durant, you know. And so, like, I understood all the different arguments, and at the same time, I defended his right to make that decision, you know. Um, and that's how I feel about Kyrie too. I can understand all the different perspectives and still like defend what he does. 